the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. I don't believe there has ever been a time, at least in America, where the need for spiritual discernment was more necessary than now. I don't believe there's ever been a time when there has been so much deception. Uh, Some of it is just so in your face that anybody who has any understanding of Scripture at all could see, well, that's not biblical. That's heresy. I mean, some of it is just so dramatically bad and wrong that Anybody, even a, a, a new Christian with a slight understanding of Scripture should be able to recognize it. Some of it is much more difficult, and it takes real discernment. Let me deal with two stories that I have in front of me. One of those is just in your face. Now, the other requires a lot of discernment, because there are a lot of things out there that sound really good, unless you're an LTD and you discern things. All right, here's the first one. Uh, I talk to you constantly about how liberal mainline Protestant denominations have become and how far away from Scripture they have gone where literally, instead of understanding that we are created in the image of God, and He is the one that tells us what is right, what is wrong, what we should do, what we shouldn't do, because He is God and we're not. The opposite extreme is creating your own God in your image, creating a God that is favorable to you the kind of God that you would create if you had the opportunity. I have a little bit of audio. It's not very long. And I honestly don't know this guy's name. And I don't even know what denomination he is from. But I found the video. And, of course, the video has audio. If you can imagine in your mind, this is a male pastor. Uh, He's wearing a rainbow bow tie. And then around his neck, he has a rainbow shawl, you know, the LGBTQIA plus shawl. And he is preaching to his congregation. And I want you to listen to what he has to say about God. Here is the audio. God is gay. God is a lesbian. 
God is trans. God is gender non-binary. God is straight. God is cisgender. God is black. God is white. God is Middle Eastern. God is Asian. God is differently abled mentally and physically. God is able-bodied. God is you, and you are God because you are a reflection of God's divine image. Whatever you are, God is. If you're gay, God's gay. If you're lesbian, God's lesbian. You are God. God is you. And sadly, this is not that unusual in mainline Protestant denominations today. Now, please, folks, that is not just a difference of opinion. That's blasphemy. It is absolute blasphemy. And yet, it is being preached in pulpits across America. Did that happen overnight? No. No, 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 no. It's a slow leak. It has happened little by little by little as the authority of Scripture was questioned further and further and further, and compromise became deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And this is where it has ended up. God is straight. God is homosexual, God's gay, God's lesbian. Uh, Even if you are mentally disabled, then God is mentally disabled as well. He said that. And that's not to make light of mental disabilities. It is not. But that's exactly what he said. In other words, the ultimate point that he was making... God is whatever you want him to be. Whatever you want him to be, that's what God is. So, you create your own God. That was easy. I mean, that was easy. This one is more difficult. I don't know who this guy is, uh, so I'm not even going to mention his name because, as usual, my goal is not to attack an individual. But from the people, this is from Twitter. All right, this is a Twitter feed from today uh, that I came across this morning. I don't recognize the name, but the people who follow him are some big names, and I'm not going to mention them either. But, you know, it'll tell you who's following so-and-so. So whoever this guy is, he's got to be well-known. He's got to be influential. Or some really, really well-known Christian leaders wouldn't be following him. Here is what he tweeted this morning. And I just, right off the bat, I just want you to listen carefully and see if you have a problem with this. All right, let me read it. Here is his tweet. I am going to prioritize love above doctrine and dogma, above theology and ideology. I'm going to prioritize love. Because did Jesus didn't say his followers would be known by their beliefs. 
He said we would be known by our love. Um, Anybody have a problem with that? Here's the sad thing. I would say the overwhelming majority even of Bible-believing evangelicals would read that tweet and go, wow, isn't that great? Isn't that wonderful? Uh, No, it's not. Let me read it again and put your LTD hat on, okay? Let me just read it again without comment, and then I'll make some comments. I'm going to prioritize love above doctrine and dogma, above theology and ideology. I'm going to prioritize love because Jesus didn't say his followers would be known by their beliefs. He said we would be known by our love. All right, class is in session. LTD class is in session. Well, there's a lot of good in that, and it sounds really good because who doesn't want to prioritize love? And yes, Jesus did talk a lot about love. I'm going to prioritize love above doctrine and dogma, above theology and ideology. Here is my question. How do you know, without doctrine, without theology, without Scripture, without the Bible, how do you know what love is? You know the phrase from the whole LGBTQIA plus crew, love is love. And you and I have discussed this dozens of times. No, love is not love. Not all love is equal. Not everything that is called love is really love. And this is a really dumb illustration, but it works. So you go to a doctor who is really, really loving. You're not feeling well. He runs a series of tests, and he determines you have stage four cancer. It's bad, really, really bad. But he's a loving guy. And he says, I don't want to hurt the feelings of my patients. If I tell him or her that they have stage four cancer. This is going to be devastating to them. And because I love, 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 love them, I'm just going to tell them, you know, um, go home and take two aspirin and just feel good. Is that loving? There's no love in that. A parent who refuses to discipline their child Is that love? I love my child too much to discipline them. That's not love. I love my child not to teach them right from wrong. That's not love. We learn what love is and how God loves by a proper understanding of Scripture, a proper understanding of doctrine, and theology. Who cares about ideology? But doctrine and theology teaches us how to love, who to love, what is love. What does it mean when it says God is love? Does that mean that because he's loved, no one will go to hell? 
Does that mean that no one will be judged because God is love? Does that mean that we never disagree with anybody because we are to be characterized by love? Does that mean that we never point out false doctrine and expose it because we are to be known by our love? Of course not. This sounds so good. I'm going to prioritize love. And if you read the comments on his Twitter feed, some pretty well-known preachers are going, isn't that great? That's wonderful. And I'm going, what? What is the matter with you people? Have you lost all ability to discern? Ah. It may sound wonderful, but check it out, folks. Scripture says that we are to judge all things. We are to be discerners. And the need has never been greater. And no, love is not love. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. Just a quick follow-up on uh, what we were talking about a moment ago. Um, false doctrine has always been around. Always. I mean, uh, look, at the, look at the book of Galatians. We're still in the first century after the death of Christ. We're still in the first century, and Paul finds it necessary to write a good portion of a book about false teaching that was already flourishing among Christians and making very, very strong statements. I mean, when I get into doctrinal issues, and and, and listen, If you listen to this program on a regular basis, you know I don't nitpick over minor doctrinal issues. I'm not going to fight with you whether we baptize once, backwards, three times, face forward. I'm not even going to have a hissy fit if you believe in sprinkling. Yeah, I think you're wrong. I'm a Baptist, okay? But I I don't go off the deep end on that. Or church polity. Do you have deacons and trustees? Do you have elders? Do you have a congregational form of government? Do you have an elder-led form of government? Um, I don't even get into big tirades over Calvinism and Arminianism. We dealt with that a couple of days ago. Okay? But when it comes to foundational truths of Scripture, things that For centuries, we have referred to as the fundamentals. There can be no compromise on those things. There can be no compromise on those things. If you look at the mainline Protestant denominations that are either dead or dying, every single one of them, I double-dog dare you to give me an exception of a mainline Protestant denomination that is not either completely dead or is dying. 
My number is 877-BOB-LIVE. Give me a call and give me the exception to that. These are denominational faith bodies that at one time were thriving, growing, leading people to Christ, discipling them, fulfilling the Great Commission. All of them were at one time. All of them were. And look at them today. What happened? They compromised on the fundamentals. We used to use the term fundamentalist. We don't anymore. Islam destroyed that, and the news media destroyed it. Uh, Every Islamic terrorist was called a fundamentalist. And so therefore, fundamentalist meant something bad, evil, wrong, a terrorist. No, fundamentalist is just someone who believes in the fundamentals. From that point of view, I am a staunch, uncompromising fundamentalist, if you understand what a fundamentalist is. I'm not an extremist, and I'm certainly not Muslim, okay? So we can't even use that term anymore, and uh, I I don't either. I am a biblicist. I believe in Scripture. I believe in the inerrancy of Scripture. I don't believe just in the inspiration. I believe in the infallibility, and I believe in the inerrancy of Scripture. And I make no apology for that. And what has led to the demise of all these denominations is compromise on fundamental biblical truth without exception. And that's why doctrine really does matter. And it's not just love, 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 love. It is truth, 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 truth. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.